The Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos. Let's go! And tonight we're going to hear from Cyril Desers speaking for the first time about his move from Serie A to Rangers. And did he know that Celtic were tracking him a couple of years ago when Neil Lennon was the manager of Celtic, as Neil Lennon revealed last night on the show with Barry Ferguson. Also, Ange Postagoglu speaking about Brendan Rodgers. And also, we're going to talk about what's coming up this season with your club as well. What are you thinking? Give us a call. Stephen McGinn is here after a double session today of training. Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, 0808 17 17 700. You know the number. And Stephen is here. You're looking fit. Uh, busy day today. Double training session. Yeah, we our weekend this weekend. We're the, the free week of our group. So, um, unfortunately, it's not a full week of pre-season. Just absolutely desperate for the, for the start to come next Tuesday. So, I think after the initial buzz of being back around the boys and stuff like that, it doesn't really get going until the competitive stuff starts. So really looking forward to the start for the full country on Saturday, but personally on next Tuesday. Enjoyed you and Rob last week. I was tuned in as well. Bit of a grilling he was giving you, getting right into it all. You enjoyed working with the legend. Yeah, um, another great show last week. Um, speaking about obviously the rumours and the constant rumours in Glasgow now with the ins and outs, um, especially regarding Celtic and Rangers. Well, it's not a rumour then about Cyril Desires. He's come in, 28-year-old player. What do you think of him, first of all? And how's he going to do for Rangers? I think, I mean, I think when the initial link comes up, and I think all the links with Rangers, if they've turned out, they've, they've ended up signing them. It looks like they might add another one or two, but I think you start to do your digging and he played a huge part for Feyenoord in their, their run to the conference final. I think he was the top goal scorer in the competition. Very highly regarded in his time there. Gets a move to, to Cremonese. Not quite happened, but um, even Neil Lennon in the show last night saying he was on Celtic's radar and, and he liked him. He's seen a lot of him. So I, th- I felt that although Rangers had did a bit of business attacking-wise, I, I did feel as if they were still missing an out-and-out number nine. I think he fits that profile and I think... Like any team, you're only as good as your goal scorer and, and he seems to be the right one. Because for Rangers fans, it looks as though Cholak will be going, doesn't it? There's quite a bit of interest for him. He's got a few options, but you would imagine. It sounds as though the manager, he wants his own players to come. I know he's worked with them before. Yeah, I mean, it looks... I, th- I think the start of the end for, for Cholak was when Morelos was preferred to him last year. Yeah. Even with his ongoing kind of troubles and out of form, Morelos was still getting the nod for the big game, so... Um, but I don't think I, th- I think he can be proud of. I think he's gave everything at Rangers in a really poor start to the domestic season last year. He was probably the one guy you could say that was doing his part. A good finisher. He's just Michael Beale needs to win the league this season. He needs to hit the ground running. And I don't think he'd full faith that Anthony Antonio Cholak was a man to do that. So he's went out and he's strengthened the position and Cholak will move on. Barry Ferguson said last night that Rangers need to win a trophy this coming season. Are you saying it needs to be the league? I don't think the Rangers fans will accept just a trophy. I think. What if they win cup double? Well, they can phone in and they can tell me if I'm wrong. But I I think for Michael Beale, I I think in the last few years they've they've did the European progression that Celtic are now looking for. They've been competitive in the cups without winning as much as they'd like. I think it's all in the league. I think the business. I think the board have backed Michael Beale. Um, I don't think he can have any complaints. There's not been the case of getting rid of boys before you get them in. They've fully backed them. They've, they've got a heavy squad just now. I think they'll start to move on players, but I think it's all in the league for Michael Beale. 
What do you think, Rangers fans? Give us a call. Steve McGinn says it has to be the league in this coming season. 0808 17 17 700. Or you can join the conversation here on the Go Radio Football Show at Go Football Show. Let's kick off with Cyril Desers then speaking to the media today. And obviously, Stephen, they were tuned in last night because one of the first questions was that on goal last night, Neil Lennon revealed that he'd been on the radar of Celtic. This was his reply. Uh, no, I didn't know that, uh, about that at that time. Uh... I, I, I spoke a couple of times with Rangers in the in the past years and they're always the contact always has been close. Uh, so I'm happy to finally be here now. Uh, finally it's possible it was possible to make a deal uh, and to, to arrive here. So I'm I'm very happy with that. And uh, yeah, of course it's it's uh, if you score goals you probably will be on, on, on some clubs uh, their radar, but uh, yeah. For me, that's that's not a real issue, and and I'm 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 fine with being here, and really happy to be here. Diplomatic, he said he didn't know about it. More importantly, for the Rangers fans, then, what does he see as his key attributes? What's he going to do for them? Yeah, obviously, I'm 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 at a good age right now. 28 is a perfect age where you have like uh, physically you're still at your top level, and uh, you gain some experience uh, from the last years. Um, so I think that's that's a perfect time to to play for trophies and to hopefully win some trophies and. Uh, Whereas the the mentality of of, of Rangers and and which is present at this moment already in the team is clear, and and it's clear that I want to be a part of that. And uh, I think I can bring some things not only like uh, football wise, but also mentality wise in 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 the locker room. And and I hope that that I can play a role as well in that. Sounds a character, doesn't he, Stephen? Yeah, and I think he's experienced it fine. Other help with coming here. I think it's a similar country yourself. Yeah huge demands for the, the top three clubs to win and, and win every week so he'll bring that mentality I, th- I, th- I do think that Rangers needed to upgrade in the position um, Morelia's at his absolute yeah. best was a huge fans favourite but I think in, in some of the games especially the two Celtic games at Hamden um, and although Morelia scored in one of them I thought they, they missed that cutting edge that, that striker to not only score a goal but a real focal point for the team so I think Dessers will be brought in to be that man. Since you were in last week, then Kyogo has signed and extended his contract. Dyson Maida, and of course the news yesterday, just before the programme, that uh, Callum McGregor, five-year deal for the captain. What do you make of these things? And also the fact that Celtic... Uh, it's two questions. One, obviously you'd be pleased about those three extending. Yeah, all well, well, very well earned. Um, Kyogo and Dyson Maida have been signed, been brilliant bits of business in their, their own rights, what they bring to the team and... Good ages. Um, I know Brendan Rogers will be looking to to come in and adapt maybe the way they play certain certain aspects of their game. But Callum McGregor's probably the most well earned uh, bit of business in the country over the last. Um, I mean, just everything about the way he's taken to being a Celtic captain, the success he's delivered as a Celtic captain. But just even when when you're building a team, when you're looking around your teammates, he's always available. He plays every game, so probably the most well-earned bit of business that Celtic will, will do this season. And look where he is in the litany of Celtic stars over the years in the terms of Hall of Fame. He's not in the top 10 yet in terms of appearances, but he could be in the next five years. Um, Hall of Fame, as in H-A-U-L. Here's what he's done. 20 major medals. Uh, he's only two behind Scott Brown, the previous captain, and James Forrest, who's got his testimonial what, next week, the week after. And then it's Billy McNeil, in 23 and in 25 it's Bobby Lennox Ayrshire's finest 
So 25, he's not far off it. And Bobby Lennox, he creeps in there, doesn't he? You know, he had great success before your time, but a, a wonderful Lisbon line, great player for Scotland as well. It's uh, it's quite a haul. And I think the fact you mentioned Bobby Lennox, the, the kind of names that we're entering with Callum McGregor, James Forrest, shows the level of success they've had. And, and I think sometimes you can listen to football interviews and we'll all bash out the same cliches and... You genuinely feel Never. you genuinely feel get someone like Callum McGregor. They've built this kind of ingrained mentality that it is gone. Last season is gone. We now need to deliver our next league title, our next treble, and it's a type of mentality that's been built within there that has made them so successful. I mean, the the trophies they're delivering on a regular basis is it's huge numbers. Jimmy Johnson, 19. So Callum's got one more than the greatest ever sell, as was voted. So Celtic fans, what are you thinking? What do you think of the new strip? Stephen, I've asked you that. The new Celtic strip's got some black in it as well. It's pretty controversial. Not everyone is yeah, too keen I on mean, it. Yeah, quite like, quite like football straps, quite like looking at good ones. I don't think it's a particularly good Celtic strap. Um, I can understand why it's coming for a bit of criticism. The Falkirk one okay for the new season? Yeah, yeah, nice strap, yes. Love the away strap. Yeah, selling well. So, what is yeah. it like? So, obviously, the home one is dark blue, yeah? Yeah, red on the sleeves, mm-hmm. um, white and navy socks. Um, and the, the away, away strap's all white with a blue strap down, down the middle. So, um, be getting the kids in, hopefully, to, to mascot at some point. Excellent. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Because your daughter, of course, was at Villa Park not that long ago, just a couple of months ago. So, Ange, as we know, yesterday, there's no big news from Celtic yet today, no big signing so far. Are you surprised that hasn't happened yet? Are we going to have a big marquee signing? Is there going to be a 10, 15 million signing? I, I thought so. I think it's part of the progression for Celtic as a football club, I think. I think now that in this country it's a huge positive we're now starting to sell players um, Jota obviously 25 million Calvin Bassey 25 million we're starting to get more of a fairer cut um, from selling players but I do think to get to the next stage when you look at clubs I spoke with similarities similarities we have with the Dutch clubs Ajax buy players for 25 million yep. and then they end up selling and we wonder why we don't sell for the big money like Ajax get I think it's time for the clubs to start to make that progression where they go out and speculating to, to accumulate to, to get in the bigger fees um, for the, the next level of player um, I expect I, th- I think that was part of why Brendan Rodgers has come back I think it's a yeah. promise that he'll be allowed to to progress that that transfer system or the recruitment system they have in place with a kind of level of 3-4 million pound player that they then goes to be on a 10-12 million if he thinks it's the right thing Any words on the player you spoke about last week Fabian Ryder I was listening to you I heard you mention him and he could be what 15, 16, 17 million yeah I mean it seems to go quite, I mean, we're, we're all doing the same thing you're looking about and trying to see what's credible um, I think Fabrizio Romano mm-hmm. the, the much heralded yeah. um, he, he seems to Down be list. reporting all the Celtic mm-hmm. outs as opposed to in I think all the Celtic fans are starting to get a bit itchy I think they're looking for a big signing mm-hmm. Um but, but this Celtic and, and the situation that Celtic have is so different to previous seasons under Brendan Rodgers when you think of the Champions League and Europa League qualifiers starting to kick off this week this was the situation that Brendan Rodgers inherited as Celtic manager he would have to try and get through these qualifiers and although Celtic fans would be desperate for their squad to be assembled early and have everything in place they don't have these early qualifiers where maybe a beaton was having to play centre half or an O'Connell you're having to negotiate these tricky 
European ties when your squad's not finished and you finish the season in a lot stronger place when it's not ready. They do have a couple of weeks to build on last year's success. Ange was asked yesterday about the decision to leave Celtic. Was it an easy one? Was it tough? This was uh, what he said. My wife and my kids loved it up there and like I said, they, you know, my whole family was really happy but we also, you know, I've got two young ones and... and They've lived abroad their whole life in now four different countries. So we, we kind of made a decision as a family that, you know, wherever sort of my profession took us, we'd go and we'd experience that. And, and you know, m my wife knows better than anyone that I can't resist the challenge. That's when I'm at my best and I, I don't, you know, my history is I've, I've never stayed too long at too many clubs, you know. I've always left when clubs are successful. And all I've tried to do wherever I've been is, you know, like most managers, I guess you try and leave the club you've you've kind of inherited in a better place than when you picked it up, and and you know, like I said, hopefully um, make a positive impact. And you know, it, it was a tough decision for sure, but, but it was a tough decision to leave the Australian national team before a World Cup. It was tough to leave, you know, Yokohama after you know winning the championship there. You know, you establish relationships with people. They're always tough decisions, but for me. You know, I've always gone with my gut with these things and, and like I said, I, I, I know when I'm at my best and when I'm at my best is when the challenge is the biggest and I thought this was a challenge that kind of would, would, would fit all of the things that I'm looking for as a next step. Any of that surprise you, Stephen? I suspect no. No, the whole interview was brilliant. Um, no surprise to, to all of us up here about how brilliantly um, he spoke and kind of captivated the, the audience and the Tottenham fans, they, they loved it, um, which is no surprise also and hugely respectful to the the league up here and the job at Celtic and it definitely wasn't a step up. It was just a different challenge with, with, with bigger resources. Um, but it's, it's a huge job. I mean, let's not, there's no, let's not be kidded. I mean, Harry Kane could leave. Um this summer to Bayern Munich and right away you're losing 30, 40 goals. So you think in a way though, sorry, nobody would want to lose Harry Kane, but is there part of him? You heard him there saying he loves the challenge and look what he did at Celtic. He had to, what, bring in 12 players? If, if would he want to lose Harry Kane? No, well, he's not, he, he wouldn't want to. I think if he does I, go I, for I understand it. what you're saying. Yeah. He, yeah, if he was to leave, he'd deal with it because he seems to be that type of manager, yeah. seems to be that type of person. Okay, if he wants to go, he goes the same way. Josip Juranovic, Jackie Marcus, they leave, they move on. But yep. Harry Kane's such an icon. He's, I mean, what Harry Kane did last year with that Tottenham team was actually remarkable, getting European football. Um, I mean, sometimes you speak about strikers, carrying teams, he, he carried them. He was amazing last year. So I think it would make his job a lot harder if he was to lose Harry Kane. I think he could build a lot, especially the way he kind of plays with the wingers. He, Harry Kane's one of the best in the world at bringing wingers into yep. the game so I'm sure he'll be desperate to, to keep him and it'll be one of the main things on his agenda He was asked then about Brendan Rodgers what did he feel how would he do at Celtic He's absolutely the right man mate he's, he's, he's a fantastic manager and he loves that football club he was he was constantly messaging me while I was a Celtic manager to make sure that I, I stayed on track and we had success and uh, yeah I, I've exchanged messages with him he's been you know he, look to be fair when I, when I got the role he, he was very very supportive at the start and uh you know, um, you know, even when I got this role, he you know, sent me a nice message and I've, I've kind of reciprocated with that and, and stayed in contact with him and all the staff there. And uh, like I said, I've got no doubt they'll, they'll have great success and, and 
hopefully make an impact in Champions League. I know that's what his ambition is and um, and the, that group of players and that staff um, certainly uh, have the capabilities of doing that. So uh, hopefully that, that, that happens. And Stephen, as you know, you saw it, you watched it. He was asked about Harry Kane and what is going to happen. He said, ah, question number three, we thought it might have been earlier or a bit later. He said, and I thought you would have waited a bit later. You'd a bit more interested in me. And people liked that. They laughed. There's a bit of irony there. Yeah, I think I think people down south will enjoy his press conferences yep. every week. Um, I mean, he was brilliant. He was box office at times up here in terms of batting off the, the journalists and some of the questions. And I mean, he's clever. He, he, he knew the hurricane question was coming. He probably had in his mind how he was going to deal with that. And that was just his style. And I think that's why Celtic fans loved him so much, as, a, as I'm sure the Tottenham fans will. Batting off journalists, be careful what you wish for, Stephen. You know, you've got a few years to go, but you're in the media now as well. So uh, it's good to ask good questions and also to demand good answers. But he does handle it well. And things went so well for him in Scotland. Um, you know, when things are going tough for you, sometimes it's different. But Ange, during his period, he had five out of six um, domestic wins. It doesn't get much better for a, a manager. So that thing that you mentioned when he was asked about the step up, is that a step up going to talk? I don't know about step ups. I mean, I had the same question when I got to the SPL, but I've coached at a World Cup, so I've coached it, you know, um, in different leagues. I think every challenge is the same, to be honest, because it's relative to the competition you're in. Is this going to be a massive challenge? Absolutely. But, you know, Celtic was a massive challenge. I mean, I know people sort of say that, you know, in Scotland, you, you know, if you're Celtic, you can finish, you know, you're either going to finish first or second, but second is last. Second, I'm not in the job. You have to finish first. So, you know, that's irrespective of, kind of what outside thoughts are, there's still a demand there. And it's not just about winning, it's a manner in which you win as well. You know, what other people perceive as a step up in level, you're working with also better players and you know, bigger organisation, more resources. So all those kind of things are relative. So I, I don't dismiss any success at any level for anybody in life, you know, because as I said, I guarantee you even the lowest levels of what we perceive, whether that's football or life, somebody is grafting to be successful against the relative competition. So I've never seen it as a step up, I just see it as a new challenge for me. Uh, quite an answer there, isn't it, about Scotland? Good way to answer it, because they say, look, there's only the big two, but if you come second, you're out of a job. Yeah, and it backs up my feeling on, on Michael yeah. Beale's uh, target this season. I said, uh, when, when Stephen Gerrard was afforded the, the seasons to build up to, to win in the league that I thought it'd be the last Rangers manager that gets to do that for 50 years yep. um, I don't think any other manager gets three years to, to build up a team and I think Michael Beale has inherited the Rangers in a different position to when he came in as, as coach the first time fresh off the, the European final I know they'd stuttered in the league but it was a, a squad full, filled with players that had been in a European final and I think this year they have to deliver the league title. Players in the move today, one of them, Manor Solomon. The reason I mention that is he's gone to Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham, the Israeli international player, and they've got him for nothing because he was obviously retained. It was uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, but because of the war over there, they've been at Fulham and loan. What kind of signing is that for Ange? Well, having played Israel with, with Scotland yep. um, about six times in yep. three months, we know all about him. Yep. We knew uh, his qualities... I know the Scotland boys raved about him, thought he was a top signing for Fulham. And I think with the, the form of some of the Fulham wingers, he found it a little bit hard to get in. But probably the way we know that Ange plays and with the wingers and the rotation of the wingers, um, he could be a real good addition for Tottenham. What about uh, Donny van de Beek? Can you see him coming to Celtic? There's a lot of teams after him. We know he's in the Man United books. He was at Everton. Could you see him? 
fitting in at Celtic under Brendan Rodgers? I mean, it fits the profile of what you'd, you'd say they're looking to, to take that next step, especially in the Champions League. Do I think it's... I just think that with some of these players, it's it's not so much the, the player not wanting to come to Celtic because what a chance it would be having been at Ajax and this, all the success. I think the, these clubs, Man United, have put a lot of money out in uh, Donny van de Beek. There's a lot of wages involved. They don't want to just loan him out for, for half the money. They want to try and recoup some of the transfer fee, with especially with financial fair play and stuff like that. So I do get, I do think it's tricky to get some of these players out. Quick break, and then I'm going to ask you who's on the way out. Do you think at Rangers, who will they manage to sell? I mean, we know the people who could be sold. Who do you think is going to go? Who else is going to come in? And the same story for Celtic. Where do you think? Uh, Neil Lennon said last night, the spine of the team all the way through, he could see new signings coming in the next couple of weeks. The Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Back again in about 15, 20 minutes. This is Paul Cooney from Go, along with Stephen McGinn with us tonight. 0808 17 17 725 days to go to the start of the Premiership in Scotland. Your first big game will be on Tuesday night. How's it been this time? I know I asked Barry last night, I asked Neil... Pre-season, 2023, how's it been for you? Um, well, every year it gets a bit harder mm-hmm. um, with, with my age and ongoing troubles. But I think, see, see pre-season, it, it's changed so much in a way. These boys almost don't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their holidays and stuff like that, but constantly um, personal trainers and in the gym. And um, I mean, sometimes I'll, they, they come back and I, and I look at them and do all the fitness tests and I'm thinking, we don't really even really need to run. We could probably really? just kind of get back to the touch of the ball and all the kind of essentials for football because these boys haven't stopped the, the hard work. So that that's fair uh, change in my 15 years. I see the manager at Kilmarnock where you were just over a year ago, Derek, saying, look, we want to do better this year. The, on our home record, we would have been in Europe this season. The away record, we would have been relegated. Could you see the rugby park team making it to the top six this season? Yeah, I, th- I think... T- Getting to the top six, I mean, I think the top five yeah. seem to be taking more of a stranglehold of that the positions. I think there'll be a race on St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Motherwell, St Johnson, Johnson, Livingston are never far away, although they've not done a lot of, of business yet. But what what I thought of Kilmarnock as a whole last season, that was a championship team in their first season back in the Premier League. I thought I think having worked with Derek McInnes, I totally get why their home record was so good. Um, he set us up brilliantly in his time in the Championship and I thought they were set up brilliantly. He used every home advantage you can get. Um, away from home, they probably just lacked a wee bit of quality across the board, which Derek will know, which he'll look to improve on because to win games in the Premier League in Scotland are hard enough, but away from home, even trickier. So I think he'll add a bit more um, quality this summer. I think the away performances will improve. They'll add points here and there and they'll definitely be challenging for it. We're going to hear more from Rangers' new striker, Cyril Desers, in a few moments. But I want to throw something at you that's come up today. Hearts, after a great season, ticket sales last season, they're going to cut the Tencastle away allocations to around 650 for next season, apart from the match with Hibs, which is a bit like Rangers and Celtic, but the other way around. So where they cut it to each other, which most of us really don't like. What do you think of this, Stephen, this new trend that Hearts are going to do this season? Well, heart, heart, initially, my, my first thing is, I think it's great how much uh, tickets Hearts fans are selling. Yeah. I think their, their home crowds are brilliant. They could almost extend the stadium. 
um, the crowds are that good. But I, I don't like I don't like the narrative that's creeping into the game. I feel as if we've almost forgot how bad football was without home and away fans during COVID, and how important away fans are to the game. How important football and going to football is to people. I mean, it's a lot of people's lives home and away. I've been at a lot of football clubs. I know the people that go home and away. I know how much it hurts people that they lose their... I mean, you stop going to away games, you know, you're going to football once sure. a fortnight. Um, I do think the league and Sky, someone needs to kind of set a, a, a rule in, maybe, and I've read a few few places, the 5% rule for away fans, but some sort of minimum um, attendance that you have to give the away supports because it, it could end up getting silly. I mean, the blackouts have already... Uh, the lockouts have already happened for Celtic Rangers games... What, where does it stop if it starts becoming Hearts and Celtic games Hearts and Rangers games so I think something needs to be done a kind of minimum this is what fans get like the Euro- European games we, clubs have to give sure. away a certain percentage and probably more than 5% because what say 20,000 at Tencastle so 10% would be 2,000 5% would be 1,000 it's not enough SPFL need to get a grip of this and Sky, are they strong enough in Scotland? Why don't they say, look, we want something that projects Scotland, Scottish football really well yep. and empty. I know they're then going to fill them with Hearts fans, but you want the away support. Look at it. You know, Rangers came to Celtic and scored a couple of goals. There's almost, well, there's silence, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Um, and, and then similarly, if Celtic go to Ibrox um, in September, which they will do, and if they score, I don't know, are there, are there going to be any fans this year? Do we know yet? I think that I mean I think Rangers have made the offer of Celtic maybe getting the seven hundred again. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure they'll take that up. Listen, there's, there's certain situations I can can I, I can understand why St Mirren fans don't want to give Celtic Rangers both ends. I can get why Kilmarnock fans don't want why? that because you lose the stadium for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean Celtic fans or Rangers fans dotted around both ends. It's I mean these games are hard enough in themselves without the away fans sucking the ball into the net at both ends for each half I, I totally get that and, and yeah. I get this, the frustration from Celtic Rangers fans when they go to these games and they look at across empty seats and say ah oh, but we would have bought them we could sell them I can kind of get that because you, you are giving up the home advantage but in terms of the, the cutting away fans to, down to such a low number I do I mean if I watch an English Championship game an English Premiership game one of the big things one of their big sells of their game is about the crowds and the home crowds and away crowds and there's nothing better than watching a goal on the away end at a Tottenham and watching away fans celebrate and and that's a big part of the game and for the TV audience I'm I'm surprised Sky don't get involved more Mm. Let's hope the SPFL do something about it but they are made up of the clubs it's the 12 clubs so uh, let's find out what happens What do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 I agree with you Stephen it's up to I think the SPFL and Sky maybe Sky are saying to them as well but this is a slippery slope if we are then going to exclude away fans well 650 at Tynecastle and one of the things is everyone who comes in here you guys have all played it and are playing it Tynecastle is one of the best grounds to go to Yeah and and it's part of the, the, the way fans bring such a... I mean, I think with the Derby, one of the big things with Edinburgh Derby, having been to them, yeah. having watched them, as the way ends are, are absolutely packed and absolutely make it. So what's the difference between the Celtic end or the Rangers end? That is what makes Tynecastle so special. Rangers fans will be looking for some special moments, a huge season for them after Celtic taking all three trophies last season. Cyril deserves. everyone seems to be happy with him, that he's arrived... Uh, and he's been speaking about why he came to Rangers. Um, no, nah, uh, I think it speaks for itself. Uh, Rangers, of course, is a is a massive club. Uh, the history is known. Um, 
the stadium, the fans, uh, and the, the, even the city, everything is amazing. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, of course, I, I spoke with, uh, with the manager as well. He spoke about what's going on now. Uh, the, after after uh, not such an easy season, there, there is a new win now in the club and I want to be part of that. And following in the footsteps, although he had so much uh, criticism the last two years, Morelos is in the record books as the all-time top scorer in Europe for Rangers. Um, yeah, of course, uh, Alfredo did, did amazing things uh, for Rangers and at Ibrox. Um, so it's, 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 it's never easy to come after a good striker like he was. But on the other side, I, I, I cannot look at the past. Uh, I'm only here for the present and, and for the future. And uh, I hope to do, to do some nice things, to do some good things for Rangers as well. And I hope uh, I, can, I can build a similar relationship with the fans. But uh, that will depend on, on our relationship and on, on the things I do on the, on the pitch and off the pitch. So uh, I'm confident that that, that that could work. And when he was asked also, was there previous interest from not just Celtic, but Rangers? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much I can say about this because it's it's pretty private, of course. Uh, but I think uh, the first contact was after uh, I became top scorer in the Eredivisie. Uh, was during COVID, so it was a difficult time for 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 a lot of clubs to 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 make deals. Uh, and after that, the contact always always was there, like uh, not always in in form of an offer, but there was always like. Uh, some informing on, on both sides and just some, some casual conversations. What do you think of the lineup of players that he's brought in? Is that six players now during the summer from the manager? We, we talked about it last night. It's a lot of physicality. It's a big team, isn't it? The new, the new look Rangers. Yeah, it's a big team. Uh, very athletic, very powerful. I think added into the set piece delivery of Bonabarisic and James Tavernier, which is top drawer. I think well, it's no secret how he's going to go about his business. I think they're going to be a really good set piece team again. Um, with even more power, even more size, um, and I think I think they'll do two more uh, two more players. I think Sifuentes and Danilo will happen. Just in terms of the way they've been rumored compared to the other uh, players, it's all the rumors have happened. They've came in. I, I said earlier in the show. I think the Rangers board have more than back Michael Beale. I think it'd be easy for them to say, "Look, we've still got qualifiers. We're not quite in the Champions League yet. Get rid of a few players, then you can get him in." They've not did that. They've they've really backed him, and it's it's one thing fans always say, but I bet the manager wasn't backed. It's one thing he won't be able to say. So who do you think is about to be going? Glenn Kamara, what a player! Fifty thousand from Dundee, but that was then. Uh, there's interest from England. Is it the Championship? Do you think? And also Scott Wright. Yeah, I think I think Scott Wright will go. I think Glenn Kamara should have left last year. Mm. I think he'll definitely go this uh, summer. I think Robbie Matondo. With, with the sheer amount of attacking players come in I know he had a bit of a renaissance at the end of the season but I think it's time for him to, to look for a new club I think Ben Davies might go um, I think as we spoke about I think Antonio Cholak and the other ones maybe Kamar Roof I know Michael Beale likes Kamar Roof I know he's did well for him Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard in the past but when, you're, when you've got that much money on the injury table yeah. every week and you've got Atta- other attacking options it wouldn't surprise me if he if he was to go as well and he'll be one of the biggest and the heaviest on the on the wage bill because he came in yeah he was, he was, he was a big yeah. signing of um, yeah. one of the reasons Rangers were able to get him was he wasn't quite fit every, all, all the time and he, and on the face of it he probably was a good signing he helped Rangers win um, the league but his last season or two has just been so stop start that it, it must not be worth it for the club Alex has been on the socials at Go Football Show big Rangers fans saying Stephen what do you think of John Lundstrom do you think he's got a future this coming season at Rangers 
I think he I think he has a I think he's one that they'd be interested in if, if Michael Beale isn't quite sure. I think he's one that they could move on. He hasn't been linked with anywhere. Um he adds something different to to the Rangers team as does Ryan Jack. Um I actually, I actually don't when you when you're kinda of penciling out the Rangers midfield what it might look like. I don't think he makes it into the team. Um which potentially fits under the Kemar roof of it could be a lot of money to leave on the bench. Um, but I think if Michael Beale would have no complaints about having him in the squad uh, for the season moving forward. Desers was asked, does he have a target number of goals that he wants? Does he want? What does he think he's going to do? Uh, first of all, I don't really have a, a target uh, in, in, in regarding goals. Uh, I, have, I have targets in regarding team uh, team uh, achievements. Um, but of course, like I said, like I, I think I can offer more than goals, and uh, I think I showed that in the in the last years. I think I can. I can be important uh, off the ball, uh, meaning uh, in impressing the other team, recovering balls high up the pitch, and then uh, relaunch a, a counter attack. But I think I can do, in, in, in when we have the ball, I think I can do also uh, multiple things. Like I can play with the back to the goal, play in short combinations. Uh, I can I can go deep. I think I'm best when I'm faced uh, when I'm facing the goal. Uh, so I think that's that's our various attributes that that can benefit the team. It's good analysis, isn't it? That he's speaking about how you can expect to to come up against them. Is it too much? Yeah, yeah. I also I also think and I think they'll never they well Kevin Van Veen bucked the trend by telling the, the press that he was going to get thirty goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but every striker I've played with, they all have a rough idea of many goals they they'll, they'll want to get in the season. I think he'll have an idea of um what he what he thinks he can he can do goal scoring wise for for Rangers I think he'll look at previous seasons and think I think I think Kyogo mentioned that about um coming in and wanting to hit a certain amount so uh, every every good striker I've had with want to score as many goals as possible and had an idea in the head of how many they should be getting but the trouble is if you tell the media then yeah, and you fall short exactly. the injuries sure. s- suspensions fall out mm. the team um you end up uh, publicly failing so I'm sure they'll keep it under under the hat he was asked what about trophies uh, I've, I've, I've won the cup in Belgium uh, but of course I want more and that's obviously one of the reasons why I came to Rangers uh, we won't get anything for free uh, that's clear um, but but uh, that's that's a nice challenge and uh, we want to go and I want to win trophies here uh, together with, with the boys and uh, yeah, I think I think this is an, an amazing club to be at and, and especially if you could win a title or a cup here, I think uh, yeah, that will be something that you will never forget for the rest of your life. But they won't get it for free. Nobody does. I wonder what you meant by that there. I thought it spoke well, though, Stephen. Uh, but the proof will be in the pudding soon. Yeah, and it's, I mean, friendlies, are, I'm not a massive fan of friendlies, but I'm sure the Rangers fans will be looking forward to um, getting to Ibrox, uh, for some of these friendlies to see some of the new players because they, they have a lot of attacking players, obviously, we all do the same where you look into the background you see some of the clips on YouTube but it's not until you see them firsthand and um, what they're going to bring to this Rangers team because there is a lot of players that saw a lot of different attacking options I think when you associate um, Michael Beale's team you kind of compare it to the Steven Gerrard uh, Rangers side with the 4-3-3 and the kind of narrow front three so everyone's kind of looking to see where, they, where these boys fit in who's first choice who's who's going to play where because it is in the last three, four years, it has been a pretty similar Rangers team in terms of personnel. Um, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos, plus one it's been for, for a long time at Rangers. So a lot of new faces and 
exciting options for the Rangers fans to look at in the next few weeks and a week tonight of course it'll be the Alan McGregor testimonial 18th of July and it's uh, Newcastle United coming to town yeah and off the back of speaking about away crowds and Newcastle bring up a noisy a brilliant away support so it's going to be a good night and probably on the night feel like a bit more edge to it in the friendly with the Scotland-England uh, rivalry and of course James Forrest his testimonial coming up as well Celtic against Bilbao yeah and um, I hope James Forrest can get the crowd that he deserves speak about players that have won trophies was lucky enough to play with James with the youth uh, sides at Scotland and what a brilliant humble guy he is he's never changed so I really hope he gets the crowd he deserves on the night who else is going to come out at Celtic? Who will be leaving the club? We talked about Rangers there. Quick break and then back with Stephen after this. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! This time tomorrow night in the programme, Mark Guidi will be with us. He's out and about, Stephen, getting stories for tomorrow night, this time of the year, where, well, there have been a fair number of signings, haven't there, at Rangers especially. Celtic, of course, Ange Postacoglu left. It's only a couple of weeks ago, but it seems a long time ago. Now at Tottenham, Brendan Rodgers back at Celtic. And for Celtic to waiting to see, there have been a couple of signings, but only two so far. You'd expect some more. Where do you think they need to strengthen I heard you last week talking about from the back the goalkeeper for example what do you think yeah well I thought I mean the An- an Ange Postacoglu team moving forward that, not that I thought that Joe Hart would definitely not go in the season as number one but I expected to, to be a position they looked at um, so I still I think it's an area that they, they could maybe do business in the goalkeeping position I definitely think they'll sign a centre midfielder I think both wings um, I'd like to see what um, Brendan Rodgers does with Haksabanovic because I think there's a lot of improvement there in him and just the type of wingers that Brendan Rodgers plays with and likes I think he fits the bill he ticks the boxes you think Haksabanovic will? yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. as I said I think he would need a, to go up a level to, to become a, a Celtic starter but I think there's a lot of potential there um, I think there's a lot for Brendan Rodgers to work with he's got a new hairstyle hasn't he I saw it on line today yeah, yeah new, new <laughs> teeth I think as well oh has he? yeah <laughs> um, but I think obviously with Jota leaving yeah. Um, the left wing position I know at times Dyson Maida yeah. filled that position but I would expect that to be a, a position that Brendan Rodgers does business in obviously on the other side you've got uh, Leela Bada and James Forrest but it wouldn't shock me if they go out and sign another mm-hmm. um, right winger and I think I think that's just the immediate positions where I think they might look at if you go through I think Neil said last night about the spine of the team mm-hmm. I think I think just if if you're only doing three or four bits of business, I think the spine's actually okay. I think Staffel and Carter Vickers, I know everyone points to maybe someone in, in to play beside Carter Vickers, but that's a partnership that's never lost a domestic game. I mean, the grass isn't always greener. There's not um, another Van Dyke just sitting waiting there. That's that's a good partnership. It's sure. a proven partnership that works. And is it proven for Europe? Will it be good enough in the Champions League? Well, I don't think that's what let them down so much in, in Europe. I think, um, I mean, Celtic... If, if there's one thing that Celtic team did it scored a lot of goals but, but not in the Champions not League not in the Champions yeah. League yeah. what do you think happened Stephen because I mean we, we keep saying about the Real Madrid I mean the first what 25 minutes or so they dominated they had chances I, think, I mean this I mean you're guessing you are kind of guessing because Kyogo so so ruthless um, even as the season was going on in, in Scotland he was becoming deadly he was becoming really clinical I don't know if the kind of hunt for the first Champions League goal was on a guy like Camilo's mind, obviously a competition that I've watched as a young kid and desperate to make his mark. Is he is he slashing at things where maybe domestically where he's always 
already got 20 goals under his um, under his boots he's going right boom boom there's a double um, and another cup final but in Champions League is he maybe overthinking it a wee bit more to try and get that first goal because some of the chances he missed was not really like himself yeah. in the domestic competition so um, I think that partnership the, the defensive partnership I know you can pick holes and stuff out maybe been a wee bit rusty with the ball and stuff like that but I think it. I think it's a the partnership's never lost a game so um, I'm okay with that Who is going to go out then in the coming weeks do you think because Celtic have got a huge squad we know players like Yeti who haven't featured for two years um, and more who do you expect to go? Yeah well I think Yeti's an obvious one sure. I think it's mainly a sorrow I mean these guys there's a lot of these guys that haven't played football um, nearly enough they need to go out for their own careers and their own sakes um, Sorrow, I think Stephen Welsh, as much as he loves the club and he's always dependable when called upon, he does a great job, gives everything. I think it's time for him to go and play regular football. Um, I think when you see Scotland set up some of these defenders, like John Souter, Ryan Porteous, these guys that have gone out and are been playing regularly from a young age um, and come on to being good international defenders. Um, He's got, he's got to go out and play regular football. I think James McCarthy, if possible. I know he's on a long-term contract at Celtic, but I think he'd be wanting to play football. Um, I know I would be before I finish. I think Mikey Johnson. Yeah. I know he went on loan last year. I, I don't see how he comes back and resurrects his Celtic career. I think he, he'll be on the move. And then the obvious ones, I think Liam Scales will go out. Um, again, I don't know, permanently alone. Back to Aberdeen, maybe? Yeah. Guys like Big Uruguide that was in Belgium last year and Liam Shaw, I expect them to move on. Um, so I think they will be cutting the squad. I don't think any manager would want to work with a squad that big. Um, much was made of, of the size of Chelsea's squad and how impossible yeah. the job is. I, I can see that from just the players' point of view. I mean, it's, it's not great when you've got... 10 to 12 players that don't ever make an impact in the season and, and carrying unhappy players so I think there's it's a, it's a healthy thing for, for player and club One of the big successes for Celtic was uh, Alistair Johnson signed just at the turn of the year has played really well he had that injury to work just at the end of the season and waiting to see when he's going to be fully fit again do you expect him to be back for the new season? Yeah well I mean the one I thought Carter Vickers would be the one that maybe misses the start of the the season but you're, you're kind of looking at all these Twitter pictures and seeing yeah. who you can see and is he back training and Alistair Johnson unless a caller can and tell me I'm wrong I didn't see any footage of him so that would be a big blow for Brendan Rodgers to get into the season without him because as I said these numerous times what a signing he's been to upgrade from Yusuf Juranovic is <laughs> one of the best bits of business Celtic have, have done in recent years um, I thought Yusuf Juranovic was the kind of benchmark for all future signings and Anthony Johnson uh, Alistair Johnson knocked yeah. out of the park so it'll be huge for, for Brendan Rodgers to get him back fit and Cameron Carter Vickers what a signing he's been you know he was chasing for player of the year then he had the they obviously did the right thing though to get the because he missed the cup final because he had the the surgery on the knee over in America but the fact that he joined them for training in Portugal was a, was a boost and a surprise for Celtic yeah amazing um, I know a lot was pointed to um after winning the league about the hunger I said it myself I think I do think the hunger goes a wee bit I struggled to win a game after winning a league myself I think I've won one after yeah. I've won a league um, but Carter Vickers I think even the game at Ibrox I just don't see Celtic giving up the chances of the goals they did that day at Ibrox if Carter Vickers is playing I think he's huge for the Celtic team I think along with Callum McGregor I think I mean Kyle will go for his goals but 
Carter Vickers for me was my player of the year last season in the country yep. and I think he's a, a huge player for Celtic and a, a huge boost if he's going to be fit for the start of the season What about Matt O'Reilly? There's speculation that he's wanted by a number of clubs watched by um, Seville and Real Betis uh, Valencia and down south Brighton who've been well, maybe the surprise package of the last year Could you see Matt I mean one and a half million less than two years ago what a signing what do you think? I think there's been speculation about Matt Riley since almost the, the month he signed for Celtic. Um, I think it was a matter of time before this came back round again that Matt Riley was being watched by clubs. I think in the modern kind of transfer system, a lot of clubs deal with stats and, and the numbers, like the money ball system, and Matt Riley will tick it nearly every box, um, other than probably goal scoring. I think that's a yep. part of his game, especially if Brendan Rodgers is to go back to formation with Celtic with the two hold midfielders in the number 10 I think Matt Riley playing that number 10 position will need to up his goal scoring I think he'll he'll be asked that'll be the, the huge improvement in his game if Brendan Rodgers can get more goals out of him but I mean he's 6 foot he's got a great engine lovely left foot creates a lot of chances bags of improvement in him so no surprise that, that clubs are watching him and Aaron Moy of course that was really unfortunate wasn't it what a career he's had but it could have been even more he was only 33 what a few weeks ago or two weeks ago but um, injury has forced him I know he said he decided to go but what, what an impact he had during that season at Celtic yeah um, it's a real shame I mean to retire from injury I mean you, you think of the level of performance he was given for Celtic yeah. only six months ago um, he was Celtic's outstanding player for a, for a period um, intent to call it a day so soon after that but I, I, I probably go back to my first kind of knowledge of Aaron Moyes at St Mirren and John I was obviously playing with him and John raved about him just couldn't believe how good he was and that it's been a recurring theme throughout his time in, in football I think just about every club he's been at players have raved about how good he is and and I think when he when he was signed for Celtic people were saying 30, 32, 33 we're already strong in that position what's he going to add and Boy, did he add what a signing he was. Um, had a good World Cup as well. And he's he's going to be tough. I think that's one of the big things about signing a centre midfielder. I think he's one of the ones that Celtic going to need to replace because a huge impact he had in the season last year. People forget that. It could be a short career. Look, I know he was 32, just 33, but he could have had another three years, four years at the top. But it's not the case. That can happen. Are you always aware of that as a player? It was, it was obviously one of the... I mean, even going out in friendlies. I mean, yeah, going out for an old people say getting up to speed but you're always a bad tackle away from, from it finishing but I, th I think it's a kind of scary I mean just as a player when you're looking at Aaron Moy's form from six months ago you think how can that player possibly six months later retire I mean and I don't know if I don't know if it, he'd had enough if he thought I can't put my body through another pre-season you don't know what players go through on a daily basis to, to get themselves into that position um, but that just does seem a wee bit sudden after what a what a brilliant performance level he was delivering. A couple of quick ones before we go then. Since I last saw you, Stephen Gerrard has also gone to the Middle East. More and more people heading over there at Al Itikaf. Itifak. What do you think? I see Michael Beale said, well, if he's coming in for uh, Rangers players, it would depend how much money he has. Do you think he will come for some of them? No, I don't, I don't expect it to happen. I, no. I think, I mean... He was linked to Jordan Henderson, mm -hmm. the Liverpool captain. Happen, I think the level of finance they have, I think that's probably where the Jota thing came from nowhere. We're thinking these clubs have unlimited money. They can sign just about anyone in the world. So um, I thought, I think when he took over Aston Villa, he was linked with James Tavernier and Glenn Kamara. didn't happen. So 
I, I don't see it happening in Saudi. Not even there. And what about Jota then? Since I last saw you, he's gone. What did you think of that video when he said farewell to the Celtic fans? He said he loves Celtic more than some of his ex-girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, the initial surprise was he hadn't made any kind of message because I did think yeah. he, as a, as, a, as a foreign player, he, he bought into Celtic and the country so well. I think it was pretty obvious he loved everything about being a Celtic player and he delivered. He was Celtic's top goal scorer in the Champions League. He scored goals in cup semi-finals, cup finals, goals against Rangers. He was um, an amazing player for Celtic and I think it would have been a shame if he hadn't um, sent any kind of message to Celtic fans with the relationship they had and I didn't quite expect it to be that emotional. Final word on Celtic Kyogo has said today he's so excited to play under Brendan Rodgers he said I'm happy to be working with him I'd like to return the favour the new contract by playing well with success top scorer last season so Cyril deserves he would love those what 30 goals yeah I, th- I think I mean these strikers at both clubs will be having an eye on what each other are doing if they start well in, with goals but I think someone like Kyogo when you think that Brendan Rodgers has been working with Jamie Vardy for the last few years You've got to be excited about how this manager can come in and make you even better. You're up for the new season. You're looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait for it now. Stephen, thanks so much. Join us again next week. Yeah, cheers, This Paul. time tomorrow night, it'll be Mark Guidi who'll be here. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go!